Welcome to Running Deep, a podcast that exists to encourage women to be deeply rooted in the Word of God through every season of life. Hey ladies, welcome back to Running Deep. This is Sarah Herring and I'm with Laura Benson and we have a special guest with us this month. Um, Emily Hofer is going to be talking to us about motherhood and managing your time. So I'm super excited about this podcast and really grateful to have Emily with us. Yeah, for me as a single woman in the church, it's really important for me to have family in the context of the church. So I love that when we are brought into the body of God, we are instantly brought into family. And so I I enjoy sharing that with people in the church without having um, kids of my own. I love being able to be brought into other people's families. And so Emily and her family have been huge joys to me. Um, they've brought me over for um, decorating the Christmas tree together and birthday parties of kiddos. And so, um, yeah, Emily and Matt... Um, and their five kids have been just a blessing to me. So we are super excited to hear about what, um, yeah, things you have learned, some tips and advice you'd give to moms out there. And I, even as a single woman, love hearing these things from you because as I've watched you parent, I've learned things about maybe if I'm a mom someday, but also just about being a woman of God. Awesome. I'm excited to be here. This is fun. Laura has been super big blessing in our family and my kids love her and Sarah and I were just talking she's been a gift to both of our families mm-hmm. and we were just like she's our go-to Sunday morning gal where it's like I can't get to my kids can you go find them and mm-hmm. she'll you know by the end of the morning have them all rallied up and so we just love having you in our house and well, such a gift to our family too and so yeah I'm excited to be here I was telling Sarah like I just threw up like a half hour of my notes. So I have a ton that we could talk about. Um, I think we're going to try to filter it down a little bit on like how to use our day well. Mm-hmm. Is yeah. that right, Sarah? What's yeah. That what you'd say? I'd love to hear just <clears throat> some lessons that you've learned through uh, being a mom and um, even just start, just let's start off first with just painting a picture of your family. How many children do you have, ages, and how long you've been married? Yeah, Matt was just telling me we've been married 14 years. I think we're almost, I have almost been married 15 years, which I couldn't believe. He always has to remind me. I can never remember. Um, <laughs> you think the other way around. I know. Yeah. It's, Good job, I Matt. Just, exactly. So uh, we have five kiddos. My oldest is 10, all the way down to Ethan, who's um, two and a half. He's my oldest, young, oldest, youngest. So it's kind of a new world for us. Does that make what sense? What does that mean? That my again. oldest, youngest. So, oh, so you've never had. We've never, I've always had a baby by this point. Yes. And so we're just oh, kind of enjoying huh. the freedom of a little bit of an older little one. Um, no diapers right now. Wow. I have yet to calculate how many diapers I've changed. Mm-hmm. But um, we have just, it has been a joy to be a parent, um, but not every day. I like to debunk the myth of like, how do you have five kids? Um, my hardest season of momhood was one babe. Mm. And I just think, I, I just reflect on that and I remember it as just being overwhelming, um, not knowing what, I just felt very unequipped. I didn't know mm-hmm. what I was doing and it was just such a turnaround from being independent to having this little person that was completely dependent on you. Mm-hmm. Um, my husband showed me great love through that season. I will never forget that. But it, I just, I, I like to remind people that one was my hardest and two was hard too. You know, once you get more and more kiddos, you get more and more helpers. So sometimes yeah, Maddie people don't like realize that. Mom for you. She's <laughs> care of the other four. Yeah, Emily, that's super encouraging to hear just from a mom's perspective that no matter how many children you have, it is hard. And I remember when we first moved here and I was just getting to know you early on, we were coaching together in Candeo Kids and 
I remember just talking to you about feeling overwhelmed as a mom and I think I just had Naomi maybe I had just had Judah too and I had to confess to you that I honestly was jealous of you and I, I was like, you make it look so easy. How do you do it? Because I feel like my life is just a mess right now. And you were just so great in encouraging me and saying, you know, one is hard, two is hard. No matter how many you have, it, it is hard. And um, the thing I remember the most was you just kept telling me in that season, it's going to be okay. It'll be okay. So just the encouragement that you've given me. But how do you as a mom of five battle even comparison like I was struggling with comparing my life to yours my kids to yours how do you battle that with um, being a mom of five yeah and I just talking through Matt with Matt a little bit through what I was going to say today um, my biggest fear in doing this is that people will walk away feeling discouraged Mm -hmm. um, feeling like someone else else has it all put together and I almost want to just like share my whole morning just to like debunk that (laughs) Um, but I you know, I've done the same thing. And I remember even being an early mom, uh, very specifically remember a moment that God gave me um, where I I found myself picking out qualities in different women. Um, for example, there was a, a mom I knew that just like baked her own bread and like made her own pizza crust every Friday night. And I'm like, I can barely get a frozen pizza in the oven. You know, this was early <laughs> years with like no sleep. Um, another one that was a marathoner and she just exercised and, you know, just was so fit. And, you know, I could go through the list of all the women that I just kind of pulled pieces out of them. Got that your I Pinterest mom. Got your Pinterest <laughs> mom. Every Pinterest fail I have, you know, and just picking out pieces of all these moms and thinking I am not enough like I am not that mom which I was taking every good quality Mm -hmm. from every woman and putting it into one woman Mm -hmm. Um, and just being sitting there one day being like there is no woman that has all those qualities I'm picking pieces out um, and just struggling with feeling inadequate and uh, God just gave me that picture and just uh, so I just wanted to encourage women just to I'm nervous to even share any details of my day because I don't want anyone to do their day like Emily Hoford or Sarah Herring, you know, or a mom that they know, because that's not how God made you. Mm -hmm. The wise women who have just poured into me as a mom have very um, rarely given me specifics as to how I should do my Mm -hmm. day. And I just was reflecting on that with a woman that I go to a lot when I am struggling and, um, And I think that's on purpose because I think she wants me to figure out how God has uniquely created me to do um, life in my own home with my own kids that God gave me. Um, So I just encourage women to just run their race, you know, just kind of uniquely figure out how God has created you um, to be a mom and a, you know, the person who runs your household, you know, and is a wife to your husband, you know, some of us are single moms and I don't want to overlook that. And just how God has created you to run your house in a certain way. Um, and if we want to go to scripture, it just made me think of Hebrews 12. And I yeah. remember you teaching on this, Sarah, at one of our women's evenings, um, just, you know, the whole first 11 chapters of Hebrew is just like declaring who Christ is. And all of a sudden it just like right here, it turns a point of like, therefore, you know, just remembering who Christ is, we should all, it's, I can, can I read it? Should we just read it, Sarah? Therefore, since we have also such a large cloud of witnesses surrounding us, let us lay aside every weight and the sin that so easily ensnares us. Let us run with endurance 
the race that lies before us, keeping our eyes on Jesus, the source and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that lay before him endured a cross and despised the shame, and he sat down at the right hand of God's throne. Um, and that's just the verse that it kind of reminded me of, to just run your own race. Um, just kind of going back on that, I think it's wise to ask women and ask moms, you know, specifically how they did things. How did you sleep train your kids? And mm-hmm. how did you potty train? And I've got a kiddo just going through a really anxious season. How did you walk them through that? Like you need to ask women those specific questions, um, but just know that God will give you wisdom. I've prayed that prayer as a mom more times than any other. Just God, give me wisdom. You've made me the mom of my kids. I know how other women do this. It doesn't seem like it's working in my house. Mm-hmm. Um, just give me wisdom and you promise to give it without finding fault and I think that's such a crazy promise that God gives us and I think he does that for us moms gives us women and how to raise our kids and run our household in a way that is glorifying to him and just honoring to our kids and our husband so yeah, yeah that's run your race even... run your race <laughs> Sarah <laughs> yeah that's even helpful for any women uh whether you're a mom or not and not comparing yourself to other women and Facebook, Instagram, that just accentuates the problem because you're seeing their perfect snapshot. I'm thinking of all these women who have these beautifully staged photos of whatever their day looks like. And I instantly go, wow, my day never looks like that. But you can't see the rest of the house. I've confessed to you that I'm jealous of your life, Sarah. (laughs) So we could just go around in the circle and (laughs) there's always somebody that we look to. And yeah, you see the good things Mm -hmm. and not the not the negative mm. parts of the day or the mundane parts, not even negative, right. but just the like day to day. Yeah. So just to encourage all women, no matter what season of life you're in, to not compare yourself or put a a fake person mm-hmm. together from all the good that you're seeing, like Emily is encouraging to just run the race that God has set before you and to know that in mothering, and I know we've talked about this uh, in the parenting class, just this last Sunday we talked about this, of I'm given my children by God, and they are different personalities, different DNA, different everything than your children, Emily. And so they're going to look very different than my kids. Their personalities are different. They're going to respond to different parenting and different techniques and everything differently because we have very different children and so our parenting might look different our day might look different and that's okay totally yeah that's great encouragement Emily to um figure out your race run that race but so for the mom that might be listening to this and thinking like that's all good and nice but I still need some practicals I still need some tips on this um what would you say as far as just thinking through scheduling your days, your weeks in a way that um, there is a level of productivity. And yeah, you I, I can imagine getting to the end of the day and thinking, what did I accomplish today? And so how would totally. you walk moms through that? Yeah, that's great. And, and that's where I was as a mom. I was, especially as a young mom, I was like, just tell me what to do. Like, I need to know what to do. And um, I, uh, I'm not naturally disciplined in efficient planning of our day. And I think a lot of it was I had a lot of littles at the same time. Um, Matt is a very strategic planner 
Um, he wants to make sure he has goals set out for the day, the week, the month, the year. And he kind of wanted me to do that as well. And cause he saw me being frustrated. Cause at the end mm-hmm. of the day, I would be like, babe, I did nothing today. Like <laughs> look around. I'm like, I got, I went backwards. I felt like mm-hmm. I went backwards and he just encouraged me. He said, babe, what's your big three? Like you need a big three. What are your three? And I looked at him and I was like, I, I can't do three things. Yeah. Um, you know, I just had a nursing baby and a little baby and you know, a toddler and just different needs in the house. And he said, Emily, even if your need, even if your big three are feed your children, shower, and get one room picked up, or whatever the case was, you know, it was just like write those things down. At the end of the day, if you did them, you won. It was a win. Mm-hmm. And so, he just encouraged me to just have a little bit more of a plan when I got up the next day, or maybe it's you know put a little bit of a craft out for the next day. You know, I didn't have school age children at that point, and I just felt like if we had one thing in the morning that we did together, mm-hmm. it just felt like we we met, we connected, and then they went back and played better after that. And so, he just encouraged me to wake up with a little bit of a plan. Yeah, Emily, I think that's such a great encouragement to moms to just even having in mind one goal to have accomplished in the day if you want to do a load of laundry or if you're a new mom that has a baby that's up all night and nursing you might your your goals might be the baby is fed I've brushed my teeth I'm clothed and the house is semi picked up Um, maybe even dinner isn't on that list for a few weeks and that's okay. You can ask for help from your husband. That's why meal trains are great. Uh, just giving yourself grace. And then as your, as your children grow, as your time is more, um, able to be used for other things, add different things to your list. Maybe it grows a little bit more. Maybe those lists look different, but to have a thought in mind, um, what it's going to look like before you start your day. But how do you, how do you work that framework? How do you decide what is on that list? Because I feel like sometimes I wake up and I'm like, I've got 20 things I could put on my list, but I've got time for three. So how do you decide what is on that list? Yeah, that's a great question. I, um, I even thought of my morning this morning, um, and what was on my list. And I don't, I didn't write these down necessarily. And a lot of times it's the same three things on my list. We, I have all five of my kids at home during the day. And this year, one thing I wanted to work on, cause I knew um, what drives what's on your list needs to be where you're, where you want to go. Like it's the principle of the path. If I take a little step today and a little step tomorrow and a little step the next day in a week, in a month, in a year, I'm, I'm somewhere Mm -hmm. wherever, you know, X, Y, or Z is. So ultimately your faith needs to drive that. And like, what, like, what is your, why, what is your filter behind what you're doing in your days? Um, And just being encouraged from another mom to think of what my why is. And I think, I thought of this a long time ago, and it just hasn't changed. And I expect this to kind of evolve as my kids grow older. But my why, a long time ago, and I hate to even maybe throw this out there. I don't want to influence any other whys. Go, Go for, for it. it. I want to okay. hear it. Well, I, the only thing that I could think of, because I'm like, that's such a big question. Um, but I, I, all I, my end goal with my children was I want them to leave my house feeling like they are fully equipped to do whatever God has called them to do. Mm-hmm. So if they feel a calling on their life to go do whatever, they're like, I'm equipped, you know? And that's that that kind of feeds all different directions, you know, education, um, 
teaching them to boldly share their faith, teaching them to interact with people that can all, you know, kind of fall under that umbrella. But that's my goal. So I can even give an example of this morning. So Elliot, we homeschool. Elliot's eight. He's like, he's a third grader. And I just kept having to pull him away from a desk to do his math or do, you know, we call it daily five in the morning where they have to get their bed. And his bed still wasn't made at like 1130 in the morning. And I'm like, buddy, I thought you already did that. But he kept, he was doing origami at a corner desk all morning he was working on this little horse that he wanted to fold and it was hard and he had the computer up next to him and I, I had a moment this morning where I could think in my head is this helping him get to the goal that I want him to get mm-hmm. and the answer could be yes or no you know mm-hmm. kind of depending on what you think about that day but you know in my head I thought he is problem solving he's working through something that's hard he's trying to get to an end goal and I thought that's probably an okay thing for him to spend some time with this morning we had extra time today it was a rainy day they weren't outside we didn't have anywhere to be. Um, so I just had a filter in my head of like, is that an okay thing for him to be doing? He had done his ex, you know, one, two, and three on his to-do list. And so I just encourage moms to have a filter. Are these little steps I'm taking getting me to somewhere? One thing that's on our list every day that I haven't done well in the past is just a morning time. And we have, I have my kids home all day, but it, it, if I can, I just felt like if I can gather my kids for 15 minutes, we read a Bible story, we work on a verse, um, and we have some school stuff that we do in that too. But I, I just felt like when I was talking to Matt about what my big three are, that was one of them. If I can gather them, I feel like by the, you know lunchtime we've done something. Mm-hmm. You know, if everything else falls apart, at least we've done that. So I just encourage moms to have a filter about like you know what, how are you spending your time. Is that a question you would ask then too when it comes to what your family's involved in, sports and things outside of the home as well? Yeah, Matt and I are just kind of starting to walk through that with our older kids and just what activities to sign up for. There mm-hmm. are a million things to sign up for. Um, and so you just have to have a why behind what you do. And that just drives like, you know, how much time you spend on it, how much money you spend on it. Um, so I just, yeah, even with activities, you know, activities could be a whole nother podcast I feel like but uh we just try to do activities in a way that makes sense for our family mm-hmm. um I love pouring into my kids but it's also not healthy for them to feel like they're the center of your family mm-hmm. so if your whole family is running after one kid a whole Saturday you know every once in a while maybe that's okay and it can be fun for your whole family to go to Des Moines and do something together and around an activity that one of your kids is doing but if you feel like you're constantly dragging your kids out in the rain to watch the same kid, you know, I don't know. You just have to filter that a little bit um, of like, I love to pour into my kids and grow them, but I also, and it's not healthy for them to feel like they're like the center of your, of your family. So you have to have a filter with signing up your kids um, for activities and you have to have kind of a why behind that. I'm I'm learning that and Mm -hmm. we're just kind of dipping into that a little bit. And recognizing that every, every yes is a no to something. So that's good. You have to think through what Mm -hmm. am I, what am I sacrificing right now to be able to say yes to this thing? Yeah. And how is it going to affect my whole family? There's a great podcast. I'm going to throw out another podcast. If women are like, I want to hear more about this. Jen Wilkins raising an alien child. Uh, is an awesome podcast. You can just Google it. She's done that talk in many different environments, so you'll be able to find a recording out there. But she talks a lot about deciding what activities and how that impacts your whole family and how it's great to allow your children to do it. And like you were saying, Emily, um, 
I appreciate your thought behind why are your kids in activities and having that thought in mind of what do we value as a family and I think that's a really important conversation to have with your husband if you are married to look at what is our what is our values as a family what do we want our our family to value and our time to be put forth in because it might look different for you and it might look different for um, your neighbor if they're a non-believing family they might be in more activities because we're going to devote more time to maybe some activities that are more faith-based or whatever that might look like but um, just a, a passage that comes to mind is Matthew 6 and um, in Matthew 6 it's talking about storing up treasures in heaven and it talks about um, it says in verse 20 but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moths and vermin do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal for where your treasure is there your heart will be also so if you just think through the lens of what what is my treasure what do I value and how can my children also have those same values and how can that time be decided by what we value rather than I think sometimes we're reactionary and just okay you want to do that let's do it um and totally. then your children are running your home <laughs> which often happens in my house I am very reactionary so I've learned a ton in that department so but yeah so when it does come to activities, though, Emily, because your kids are, your older ones are involved in some activities, mm -hmm. if you're thinking through the why of that, what are some of the reasons for getting involved in activities and sports outside of the home? I, you know, I think through several of my whys, I've, there's been several of them. Um, one is we live in an outside community of Cedar Falls, and we didn't know a lot of the people because our kids aren't in the school system. And I literally threw my kid in a sport so I could like meet some of the parents and mm -hmm. meet some community around us. So that was one why. Um, my oldest is, I, I hesitate to call her shy. She's not the one that's gonna jump into any new activity and make a new friend. So she, I need to create an environment for her to just have some courage and mm -hmm. you know meet some new people and try something new. Um, so that's a why exercise my kids, you know, I love when they're, I love soccer because they run all over the field and they're sweating and, um, especially, you know, Elliot's done football and I was an athlete and I, there is, it is a great playing field to teach your kids a lot of life skills, you know? So we've had a lot of conversations on the way home from games about, you know, how to handle people and how to handle situations that, um, maybe they haven't run into before. So mm -hmm. there's a lot of great whys. I don't want to devalue outside activities, um, but I just, you you do have to have a filter in our culture about why you do what you do. That's great, Emily. So uh, as the mom, you are the one that needs to kind of think through, why are we doing what we're doing? What does my day look like? What advice would both of you, either of you give to the mom that just might feel like she's in a stage where she has no control, like over time, over decisions, things like that. How would you encourage that mom? Yeah, that's a big question. And I mean, honestly, I feel like that sometimes, um, but it's worth it. Like it's worth figuring that out because um, it just is the environment of your house. Like I want my kids to be in an environment that is peaceful and controlled and everybody enjoys that environment more. Um, so I, Sarah, do you have anything to add to that before I, yeah. before I gather my thoughts here? I remember feeling probably around the same phase when I talked to you, Emily, uh, just really overwhelmed, frustrated in one season of my life when 
um, Naomi was old enough to get out of her bed, but not old enough to know how to read time. So she would get up at five in the morning and come out and just be ready for the day. And I was so frustrated because I just, I, that was too early for me. And I didn't want to start my day that early. And I also wanted some time for quiet time and go to the gym or whatever I wanted to do. Um, I remember asking Paige Van Voorst, what do I do? How do I how do I fix this? And this is a good example. Like you were saying, Emily, it's good to ask other moms who have gone before you just for (laughs) good advice. And she gave me such great advice. And all she said was, Sarah, you're the mom. So you can tell her, go back to bed, put her back in her bed and make her stay in her room until you're ready for her to come out. And just that advice of, I am the mom. God has given me the authority to be the mom in the home. And kids need to learn authority. And so when when we realize that we are the parent and we can control our home in a godly way and run our home the way that God desires and in a God-honoring way, obviously you're not going to have full control over everything in your home. And so that's another topic about giving things over to the Lord and opening your hands and realizing that he is in ultimate control, but he's also giving you the authority over your children in your home to parent. Yeah, that I, that's a great thought, Sarah. And I love that. And it's just, I've tons of things popping around in my head, um, just opening up a whole new box of discipline and how important that is in your Mm -hmm. home. Um, so maybe that could be another podcast. But, uh, just thinking about in your home, how important it is to be patient and consistent. Mm -hmm. And it takes a lot of time, um, to do those things and to create an environment that's Mm -hmm. peaceful and enjoyable for everyone to be in. And not that, I mean, I think of all the times my kids were sobbing and arguing with each other this morning. It's not like it's a, it happens all day long, but the general vibe in your home is God honoring and peaceful. So that's a, that's a good example. With that, I just remember as a young mom, and I kind of want to tell this story um, just to maybe encourage some young moms and old moms. And I mean, it still encourages me, but you know, holding a baby or having two babies in my arms. I remember Matt leaving and going back to work um, every morning. You know, he'd wake up and go. And I just remember thinking, I would so rather get in that car and go to work today. Um, But for that day, it was my responsibility to to raise these babes of mine. And um, I didn't want him to go, but he, he knew. I would tell him. I would cry sometimes and not want him to go to work. But he would say goodbye, hug me, tell me you can do this, and he'd go. You know, I think that was super helpful for me because he could have stayed. He could run mm-hmm. home and help if, mm-hmm. at every request that I had. But um, but he knew that for our family, he needed to leave. And um, so I, I just remember those days. And sometimes at the end of the day, sometimes at the end of the day, I was super defeated. But there was times where I'd get to the end of the day and we had gone to Walmart and we had gotten groceries and we had maybe made dinner on the table and just remember thinking I can do this mm-hmm. and I would not have chosen that day I would have chosen to run from it you know I'm thinking of a few young moms in my head that their days are really hard and consuming right now and even moms of older kids that are going through days you know I'm not there yet but just a different hard you know mm-hmm. it's not the physical hard it's more the emotional hard um, just really hard things that they can't fix with a nap and a yeah. snack you know like sometimes us moms of littles can um, but just walking through those seasons in a way 
that knowing that through those trials, like God is like he promises giving you hope and endur- I mean, endurance, that word is just so true. Um, and just changing you. I, I, there is nothing more than my kids that has changed me as a person. Um, and God has used them to do that. So I just, I look back on those seasons and just desiring so badly to get out of that season. I was mm-hmm. so tired. Um, but just taking little steps one day at a time, giving yourself a ton of grace, um, you know, just thinking this morning, I got up, I was the third one out of bed this morning. I was not the first one out of bed. You know, kids were downstairs watching a TV. I was still sleeping and got up feeling like this is not helpful. Um, but then giving myself grace because I was the last one to bed last night, you know, having to do some photography that I'm busy with and just thinking of young moms that aren't sleeping well, just give yourself some grace, mm-hmm. you know, take a breath. Um, and moms of older kids that are walking through hard seasons with their parents or, Um, just their kids and just giving yourself some grace and just taking steps and knowing that through that season, God is growing you, God is growing your kids. Um, So I just, I want to encourage you and I want to encourage you to remember the me that just wanted so quickly to get out of hard and just encouraging you just to keep taking steps. One of the things that I remember you telling me, Emily, and this is like a fun Emily quote of give yourself grace and use paper plates. Oh, that's good. <laughs> I had a mom tell me one time, there, it's there's okay. a season for paper plates. Yeah, and I thought okay. to myself, this is a season for paper plates. Yep. And Some seasons might be a couple of years long. Exactly. <laughs> or lunch every day. You know, you don't have to it's do okay. dishes. Give yourself some grace. Yep. Mm-hmm. Don't run from hard. So I have a question. Um, both of you are coming from the perspective of talking through some things with your husbands, things like that. What would you say to any people that might be listening that are single moms Mm -hmm. that aren't walking through this with a husband to help um, process with and discipline with? Um, Yeah, just a couple thoughts that you would say to moms who are doing this kind of solo. Yeah. I, first off, I'm thinking of two two friends specifically uh, that – First, I just want to encourage the single moms and say you're not alone. Um, You are doing a really hard job, and it's a hard thing to do. Uh, You're not alone, and find that community um, in the church. Find the families that uh, can help you walk alongside you and and your children, and allow people to enter in and help and find men that you want. If you've got sons, um, find men that you want your sons to be like Mm -hmm. and get around them, whether that be in your connection group or um, other people in the church. Um, But allow others to enter in with you and ask for help. We want to help you. That's been so beneficial for me and a few of these friends when when they do give actual things that they need help with uh, so that we can help and love. And um, yeah, I just I, I really want you to be encouraged and to know that you're not alone. And God has equipped you for everything you need for life and godliness, Second Peter uh, 1, 3. So as a, as a single mom, to know that God's going to give you the strength and he has equipped you to be the mom that he's, he's given you those children for a reason. Yeah, that's great. It'd be, f- it'd be awesome to pull in a single mom too. Um, 
there's many times where I've handed a crying baby off to Matt and walked away Mm -hmm. and just been so thankful that I had someone to hand a baby off to and thought many times that it would be really challenging um, to not have someone. And there's, I mean, I can just speak into it a little bit of just during the day when I am by myself, um, just knowing that God sees, you know, Mm -hmm. like you just would feel like you're fighting a battle that nobody is thanking you mm-hmm. for or nobody is telling you a good job. Um, just continually reminding yourself that God sees the little things you're doing. Matt encouraged me a long time ago, and I've thought of this a lot. Um, Jesus is a great example of a servant leader. Um, and being a mom is a great opportunity to be a servant leader in your house. So just um, just leaning in real hard. Um, and like you said, asking for help. But I do know like when you are a single mom, it's still it still Mm -hmm. feels like a big Mm -hmm. thing on your shoulders. I hold very loosely to, this is one thing I have learned. Um, When I had one, two, you know, I think I I thought I had a lot of things figured out. Our first two got along really well. I hold very loosely to the way you should do things, Mm -hmm. you know, and I have a sweet friend that her husband left her. She homeschooled her two kids and now her life, she had to go back to work. She has to share time with those kids and, just how her life is not what she expected it to be. Um, and so I hold very loosely. I, I, this is where God has me right now. I'm home with my kids, but th- that is not necessarily where he'll, where he'll have me next year. And so I just am very careful to say that there is one way to do mm-hmm. things or a right way to do things. Mm-hmm. And I think, Sarah, what you said was really great and just pulling people in. But I think the biggest thing is just to keep encouraging those moms that are walking alone and those dads that are trying to do it by themselves. Yeah, it's so important to pull people in as you're parenting, as you're mothering your children. And one thing that I've just been so encouraged with you, Laura, is that you have entered into both of our lives in a really awesome way to to really love our families well and enter into our day-to-day and um, help us raise our children and even just... Um, speaking truth to our kids, as our children grow older, we need other people to speak into our children and invest in them. Um, but Laura, what would you say to someone who um, is single and or doesn't have children, and how can they get involved in in mothers' lives and um, help them and love them? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like I said before, I, I delight in being able to be involved in a familial environment. Um, and so to any moms with kiddos, I would say pull people into your life, do things with them. But yeah, to any single gals out there, I would say it is, um, it's worth it and such a worthwhile learning opportunity and just friendship opportunity to go out of your way to be friends with people who have kids. Um, in context where it might be less convenient. So I could easily um, choose who I want to spend time with and choose who I hang out with based on just what is most convenient for me um, or what context really. So I, Emily, I look up to you as somebody who I seek a lot of wisdom from. You're somebody I um, view as a godly woman in my life. But if I could only hang out with you, if you would come leave your children, come to a coffee shop and ask me very specific questions about me and just like 100% eye contact, I'd be missing out on so many beautiful learning opportunities that I, I see more when I watch you, not necessarily you telling me like, do, 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 do this or this or this. 
um, you know, I've often heard the quote, more is caught than taught. And that's so true in our relationship, I would say. Um, yeah, I, I delight in having times where it's just you and me, but I also love where it's you and me and the kids or you and Matt and me after the kids have gone to bed. And so seeking all of those environments um, and, and observing and learning and watching what's happening in each of those environments. Um, yeah, it's, it's been a joy to me and a benefit to me to see your family being family and to be able to jump into that. I'm going to speak into that too, a little bit from the other end about pulling people into your life. Mm -hmm. So Laura has come into our family and um, especially as my kids are getting older, you know, when they're younger, it's like, oh my word, thank you for holding a baby and thank you for just helping me. It feels like more of a physical help, which is fun too. And you learn a ton um, that way too. But as my kids are getting older, I'm realizing the benefit of it in that way too. I think just having other adults in my kids' life that pour into them and love them and care about them enough to, you know, call them out on something if they need to, I think they will uh, continue to listen to those outside voices um, in a big way. So I'm just super thankful for the time that, you know, Laura as a single friend gives us. And, you know, other than that, there's a couple families that run closely to us too, that those moms and dads love those kids in a way that um, they feel like they're partially raising them alongside of us. And I'm always so thankful for that. One of the things I've had to learn in that too, and I've seen this happen with both of you is I have to learn and be okay with, um, not being able to have, yeah, like I said before, hundred percent attention. Um, and that's a beautiful thing to recognize. I'm also learning when, you know, I'm talking with you and you have to kind of pause and discipline Judah. Mm-hmm. I'm learning and watching you discipline your children. And so, um, yeah, there's, there's a, there's maybe an art to being able to have a conversation with kids in their room, right? You guys know that well, that's been something I have to learn and adapt to, but I would encourage everybody, whatever stage of life you're in, learn how to adapt to be able to have good conversation and time in the midst of kids jumping in your lap and disobeying and coming back three times saying they flushed the toilet and they didn't, things like that. It's good. It's learning. I love it. And don't be afraid to invite people into your normal or your day because, like you said, Laura, there's a lot of learning taking place. And if you think that your house needs to be perfect and your kids need to be quiet for you to welcome someone into your home, they're missing out on the the real mm-hmm. home life. And so just being a, being okay with bringing someone into your home or bringing another family into your home when it's just a normal day and just letting them enter into what a normal day looks like. And there's there's beauty in that and doing the normal together and learning together, which I so appreciate. You're right, Laura. It's There's been many times where you'll leave and it's like, did we get much talked about or was it all parenting? But that's okay because there's a lot in that. And that circles back to the first thing we talked about, you know, comparing one another's situations. The more you let other people see the good and the bad, the more you're able to say, okay, yeah, they're, they're real people. They're not this fake fairy tale person I've made them out to be. They have real moments and um, it is loving other people to let them see your best and your worst. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so good, Laura. And there's so many other things that we could 
uh, speak mm-hmm. to. And I feel like this conversation is just kind of a tease for what else we can talk about as far as mothering and parenting. But Emily, is there anything else you want to add? Yeah, I, it would be fun to tease out some of these more specifics. And I think that's what people are going to leave here wanting. Like, how do you do that? Um, so that would be fun to maybe kind of talk more about that sometime or grab a mom, you mm-hmm. know. And I just encourage you to just ask those specifics, but also just kind of, you know, try something. And if it doesn't work, try something again. I mean, I remember the first time I tried to potty train, it was an epic fail. Um, so I quit, you know, and then I tried <laughs> it again later. And so just don't get discouraged, you know, just kind of just you, you just keep taking steps and I just I, I again just want to remind moms to just not leave this feeling discouraged and we could leave this being like I'm totally going to change all this stuff or you know I heard Sarah say this I'm going to start doing that just maybe take one little step mm-hmm. you know what does that look like maybe a 10 minute something in the middle of your day where you pull everybody together or maybe it's at night before you go to bed maybe it's now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lay with a kiddo and just pray with them and talk to them about their day what was your best what was your worst mm-hmm. something we do at our dinner table you know just to train our kids to not only talk about themselves they have to Mm -hmm. respond to a question and then ask that same question to someone else Mm -hmm. um so just maybe one little thing that you could just kind of walk away from and just try it you know a lot of times I try big things and a month later we're kind of uh you know back to where we started but so I just want moms to leave being encouraged um and I just also I just know on days when I am feeling discouraged and melting down and blaming Matt for, you know, because he's the the nearest person to me for the reason that I'm feeling this way, um, he often turns back to me and says, you know, have you opened your Bible lately? Have you mm-hmm. sat at the table? Have you had any time? A lot of times he'll say, have you gone on a run? Because he knows that's my time mm-hmm. to just kind of get away and um, maybe throw my Bible on a picnic table when I'm done for 10 minutes. So I I wouldn't just encourage moms. I know you have to fight for it, but even if it's 10 minutes, you know, sometimes you don't, I, I, I don't feel like I can do a complete quiet time, you Mm. know, for 30 minutes, like I'm used to, but even if you can just open your Bible for 10 minutes, um, I just, if you're going to do something, spend a little time with the Lord and Mm -hmm. it will just, it will multiply in your day. Just fill yourself up a little because you need something to pour out. So Mm. I don't know. I think that's maybe my last little encouragement Mm -hmm. that we didn't talk about. Yeah. Thanks so much, Emily. And uh, it's been a joy to have you with us today and speaking into um, just mothering and how do we spend our days and how do we decide what we do with our time. But there are a lot of other topics that we can speak into um, as far as parenting and being a mom if there's any topic that you are most interested in hearing more about, we would love to hear back um, from you, uh, whether that be through Facebook or Instagram. Uh, let us know what interests you maybe that we can talk more about, whether that be uh, the activities or disciplining your child or resources that are helpful in making disciples of your children. Um or anything else uh, that we touched on today that is something that you would like to hear more about, we would love to speak to that. So let us know on Facebook or Instagram. And thanks for listening, and we'll see you again next time. Bye.